0: to the collective podcast this is going to be our episode 22 Um, i've been trying to get today's host on for quite a long time he's got he's had many good uh excuses for not coming on he's been busy and he's got a lot of really great things happening in his life and congratulations to that but uh, he's my friend david levy and he's uh coming from uh, the wonderful land of the french land uh,
1: across the <laughs> ocean
0: and uh, he's worked on um, so many projects so many games so many movies um, worked with disney and like it free and odd law ea um, acclaim remember acclaim you were telling about that
2: Old oh school. yeah yeah I have many stories <laughs> so I'm, many I'm, stories cumulative many, how many, many years and many friends too i mean i was at acclaim for, for probably four or five years
0: oh that's right and that was in texas right
2: Yep, yeah, that was in Texas. Okay.
0: And yeah, how, how many years have you been doing this stuff?
2: Uh, I think now I'm entering my 18th or 19th year of concept art. Jeez. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, it. that's to say the least. So, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, that's enough as it is. You've worked on so many films. You've worked with so many people. You've had companies. You've seen companies come and go. Um, you've seen the. The surge of things and and, um, yeah, there's so much to talk about with you because of all the things that you experience and then some and then, you know, where you're at now with yourself and, you know, having a family now and all that stuff. So there's there's so much ground to cover. It's going to be a great talk. So without further ado, welcome to uh, the podcast, my bunk bed buddy and campfire story <laughs> sharing <the hallway. laughs> just bunk bed just bunk bed, dude uh you remember that time we shared the top bunk
2: oh yeah i mean i mean we had to you know it was kind yeah. of a necessity yeah, yeah i was making there a was those spicy
0: snakes in the bottom i know <laughs> uh yeah sorry no. No problem <laughs> but yeah um Dude, I'm thanks. very
2: glad we can make that finally. I'm really to yeah. make it happen.
0: Well, I've been bugging your ass for a while just because <laughs> uh, I went to a, an event for those who are listening. I went to a Noman event, um, and David spoke at it. And we had worked on Ender's Game together, but we a lot of the times I work with a lot of people, but I never get a chance to meet them in person. It's just di- digital, so it was really great to put a face to the name and and see his art, and then his talk at Noman was so inspiring and. And it was really cool and a breath of fresh air to have somebody just be honest and open and kind of just talk about things that are important to me. I think, which is um, the human aspect behind all this stuff. Because you know, a lot of people will just um, fluff up their feathers and be like, "Yeah, you know, I just, you know, I touch the mouse or I touch the Wacom tablet and bam, gold appears." It's like that's bullshit. You know, like <laughs> we're all yes. we all fucking work hard and and. Um, art is that one, one of those like truths in this world. That's very honest. And, uh, well, if
2: anything, I'm definitely an example of the opposite of that. Like never anything has come easy. So if you, (laughs) if you're looking for brutal honesty, I have a bunch.
1: That's awesome. Well,
0: (laughs) yeah, the world needs it and we all need, we all need it. And I think art itself, like I was saying, I think it's just, um, art, um, is an honest medium. It always has been and probably always will because it's so tied in with our emotions, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's subjective, but you know, true artists know what true art is, or, you know, like, you know, whether you define it as a craft or it's about a person's time and dedication to what they do, or it's, you know, a person's willingness to take risk or what have you, you know, like either way, like there's an under, there's an understanding of respect if somebody knows what the hell they're doing. So. And it comes with many years. So, I mean, like you said, you said 19 years?
2: Yes, I think it's been 19 years now. Dude,
0: I'm only 17 years old. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's just... what
2: I thought. You mean mentally? Oh, hold on. Mentally, I'm 12.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 12? Come on, dude. I was I'm, we We're like, like seven-year-olds, dude. We're like seven-year-olds. <laughs> I'm <joking>. sorry. <laughs> no. no, but... Um, I was I'm,
2: forced to grow up.
0: <laughs> yeah once the beard started coming out it's like fuck i guess i gotta i gotta exactly. i gotta start owning up to this body
2: Exactly, <laughs> the
0: body's changing damn it <laughs> <laughs>
2: puberty yeah uh,
0: man yeah puberty dude let's talk about puberty is this spend the whole time oh, talking God. about our puberty change <laughs> the shift in puberty oh, when did it happen for you dude <laughs> uh, I, uh, I sticky know. situations yes.
2: i mean i think it happened at the right time Let's oh. there.
0: <laughs> okay that's a good answer you've been asked this before fucking sly guy
2: <laughs> no just prepared i know you i know you you know when when i start getting discussions with you and ben i have to be ready for the worst and the best so.
0: he's talking about ben proctor he we uh yeah ben ben proctor is one of the most talented dudes I know. And he's, uh, yeah, we're talking, he's, uh, he's just like me, super, super crude. <laughs> I like to call it American.
2: <laughs> yes, No, it's awesome. I, I love hearing both of you guys. It's always a pleasure.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just fun. You know, like I said, when we were talking about it earlier, it's just like, sometimes it's important not to take life too seriously and then you can yeah. just enjoy yourself and the things around you. So
2: if you hear slurping sounds, okay. Oh. <laughs> Just so you know, it's, it's my just dog. My I have tea. peanut butter. Okay, and it's my, my dog. <laughs> no, it's not peanut butter on my dog. No,
1: <laughs> just my tea. It's what is it? Is it crunchy peanut? butter?
0: What kind of peanut butter is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, that's a true story, by the way. Not for, by me, but <laughs> it, it did happen to someone. Anyway, let's not get into that now.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, where did this happen at?
2: <laughs> I know. I heard that it's some girl. Anyway, it was a TV show, reality TV show. and Anyway, let's, uh, let's move subject. This is kind of weird.
0: Dude, that's awesome. Did you do a concept art of that?
2: No, 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 no.
0: I'd like you to, please. And you can sign it. I'll put it up in my office. <laughs> my wife would be like, what the hell is this? No. It's original art. all right all right all right Okay. serious let's talk serious here so um let's talk about your path like you know let's start from the beginning that's the thing i think um really captivated me when you were bringing up um your path and your journey and how humbled you were and how your mom supported you and, and your you know your contract um growth developments with your dad and how you you know got through that i think what was so cool is everybody else had good talks but yours resonated to me because you were so honest and open about it and we all have those issues we all have those tendencies to want to reach out and have people accept us or have people admire us or like just under like especially people that we love and look up to and the reason why we do these things and and when we lose those paths or those journeys, we become depressed or we become like a train without its tracks and kind of spinning our wheels, so to speak um, figuratively <laughs> but uh, yeah,
2: definitely definitely I think the thing that uh, the thing that I started to understand is that there are different type of artists okay there are artists that have been i guess uh, and everything starts with childhood, you know. Yeah. they are artists that have been supported by their parents into doing what they love and what they were talented to do. And parents notice them and they push them into doing what, what they are best at, you know. And you have amazing examples. You know, you talk about... I mean, I don't know if you read uh, James Cameron's uh, uh, biography. It's a really good biography. Which one is uh, that? There's a couple uh, of books on him. It's called The Futurist.
0: The Futurist? All right. Yeah. It
2: and now. it's very interesting because you see... What happens when you have a kid that has a very very active family very like uh, uh dynamic uh, when it comes to culture and to and, and oh yeah when it comes it, to parents intellectual, like travelers and stuff i mean the whole family the whole family were super active and very very supportive of developing their kid's brain you know that's cool uh, you can tell
0: because he's so smart
2: yeah and and the thing is that when you and more than smart i mean smart is one thing i agree it's very important but i think even more important than smart is how much love you got in your baggage, you know, in your backpack, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a good And one. how
2: much your parents put love in your backpack is going to define who you are for the rest of your life. So so you have that type of artist, you know, you have the James Cameron, type guys that, are, that have been supported and stuff like that. And you have the other side, which I think is more where I come from, you know, where both my parents were very busy with work. And they weren't really that much there for me, you know, so you start creating your own world just to entertain yourself, you know, just to make sure you don't feel too lonely at home and you start inventing stories, you start like uh, drawing stuff because your imagination is just bubbling, you know, and needs some kind of output and art becomes that output, you know? Yeah. Uh,
0: That's a good way to look at it too. That's interesting. And where that comes from and where that goes. Uh, jean uh, Mobius, I think yeah. he, I read interviews and stuff about him and he had the same kind of thing he started drawing because it was giving him attention because he yep. wasn't getting it at home. And then he, he just craved attention. Like we all do. I think so. not everybody, but for the most part, and there, and every, it's you, you get that fueled because, differently, you know?
2: Yeah. It's when you mentioned that because there's actually one of the first artists I really, truly got inspired by when I was a kid, you know? How could you uh, not in, too, especially I mean, if, in France too, right? Yeah. I was going to say in France, he's considered like a God, you know, he's and like a Dalai good, Lama out there Yeah, for good reasons. You know, he
0: <laughs> is a God. <laughs> he's on like the milk cartons and everything exactly
2: but more i mean
0: mobius milk
2: yeah and exactly <laughs> and i think it's because he's one of the first artists you know coming from the 70s and the 60s where it wasn't anymore about just like pleasing the eyes of people or for a commercial or whatever it was more an introspection yeah, yeah he really opened the door to the unconscious and dealing with the unconscious and trying to find out and dig whatever is in there you know
0: because he took crazy ass like mushrooms on mexico and Friday.
2: actually yeah and drink. actually yeah but actually i i read uh, i mean i heard uh, one of his interview that you can find on youtube somewhere that mm. he actually just took once i think but he was so traumatized by it, that it followed, <laughs> followed him forever you know
0: yeah well it's sometimes for certain people the way that depending on what it is sometimes it'll have a lasting effect on that person from mm-hmm. what i understand i've never done it yet but it, what it does is it kind of like stays with with you. If it if it's in if you're a certain type of person that experiences that and can retain those emotions and feelings, it's kind of like, like if you tasted chocolate for one time, you would know what it tasted like. You can you'd remember it. You know, like yeah, you'd have a craving for it. And and but this is a whole different. I can't imagine it's like a whole window within yourself. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's he, that's a good way to look at it too. And I think what makes him special too, um, to me when I look at his art and. People like him in general is like the way that they create so freely, um, mm-hmm. and like nowadays it seems like everybody's riffing off one another or an idea of an idea of an idea. And Definitely. when I look at uh, Mobius's work, it's like he doesn't give a shit; he's just drawing, mm-hmm. and it's like well, it's I mean, so it, cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was—I mean, especially in his early years, no, he was formed by amazing French comic book artists, you no, know, and and you can tell that he has that baggage. But yeah. he has reached su- such a level of, uh, of technicality that he doesn't care anymore about that package, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's not that he doesn't care, it's just it's there in his unconscious and it's just a structure for him to build upon, you know? As opposed to just being just structured by the technique, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you see that with amazing artists, you know? All of I them, loved yeah. Your, I, yeah. I loved your interview of Vitaly Bulgarov because of that. You know, Vitaly is a guy who has mastered the tool by practicing it every day for years. and then suddenly he's bubbling out like a freaking monster and it's it's beautiful it's like seeing some weird creature blooming you know and i find that always fascinating and you see it you know you follow artists for a while i love following artists that are under the radar that are not known yet and stuff like that
1: and you see them
2: and you see one point suddenly they reach that blooming point and just beautiful explosion of ideas and anyway
0: no i i couldn't agree more I, I think that's one of the things that I, I admire about other artists is when they they do blossom they be, do become themselves and i think that's all about those hours the time that they put in you know like just understanding like uh you know like modern day like with vitality it's just like i think people are attracted to his art obviously but the thing that we all are attracted to whether you know it or not or you're educated enough to know it it's there's there's you can tell that he put time into it because nobody else is doing is doing it at that level at that speed, you know? Like he's yeah. the one that's doing it at that level and that speed and it's because of all the time and investment, you know?
2: Yeah. And and not only that, but it's also I mean, it's great to have all the technical aspect and all the 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 the, the taste for things and stuff like that. And it's really a question of timing because it's about timing a right moment in your technical life with a right moment in your personal life and then also a comfortable life uh, enough of a comfortable life financially to be able to live from what you do and then then you reach that critical mass and boom you blossom you know yeah
0: yeah that's a whole choice thing you know like comes with such amount a large amount of um self-trust you know like yeah um, yeah. yeah that's a hard one i think that we've bo- um, battled that one mm-hmm. and still are and i think continuously you know but like as an artist and i think that we've dealt with similar paths like you can be self-sabotaging and... oh, completely. completely yeah <laughs> and completely. the path it doesn't need to be that hard actually it can actually be relatively painless if you just put in the time and you have a decent support group mm-hmm. and that's all about like you know choosing who's in your life, you can spend a lot of like wasted time in your, in your life. That's
2: exactly what I was thinking about. I mean, I think you put it, no, I think you put it perfectly. It's, it's not only who you are, but it's also who surrounds you, you know? Oh yeah. And absolutely. And, and if you're surrounded by people that constantly put you down or constantly, uh, I mean, tell you that you're not that great or whatever, I mean, there's no chance you're gonna blossom. Yeah. Uh, it's just and, harder. It's very much harder yeah, experience. But it's so hard sometimes to recognize that, you know, uh, if you're lacking the self confidence, sometimes you don't realize that people around you are not good for you. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just it's unfortunate where people get stuck in relationships or even friendships, you know, and they're both just as powerful, but with people underdeveloped or just stupid people that don't know how to interact with you or just help support you. And yeah. the better the best thing you can do for yourself is to really take a step back and that analyze that. It's funny, too, like some people I remember confronting friends or people and be like dude like that person's an idiot like you should get them out of your life and hearing their arguments for keeping them in there and it usually what that matters what that means to me psychologically is they personally have a problem and they see themselves within that person and they're trying to like fix that person because they don't have enough confidence within themselves we're getting yeah. crazy we're getting Deep, <laughs> but I love it. I don't get. You know,
2: I, I'm French, so I have to answer to do that. You know, it's, stop me if it's too deep. <laughs> well, w- well,
0: we've had really deep conversations, and that's what's cool. You know, like I, I don't know, I, I love going really deep inside because it's inter- it's interesting what you can pull out. You know, like it's yeah. and well, the
2: thing the thing that I've learned, I mean, uh, through uh, someone I know who told me that your work I mean, what you find in your worst enemies is what you hate the most in yourself. Oh yeah. You know? Absolutely, and that that helped me so much just to hear that. You know, just to realize that when I hate someone, when I hate something, whatever, it's because it's whatever I reflects of myself. You know, uh,
0: totally. And yeah. when when you, is... when you're at strife or you have problems within yourself that are with other people, usually um, it means that you are adjusting and changing and growing within yourself. And it and I'm not trying to say life is about like happiness and flowers and puppy dogs. It's like it's it's about this. You know that. The struggles and the challenges and and the competition of it and, and being good at it, but it's yeah. also about enjoyment, you know.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> yeah. And, and and I think uh, I think that's the most important, and and, some, and very often it's what you lose, you know, because you you are so focused about uh, uh, being at the top, you know, sometimes or you're trying to achieve something that you've never achieved before. And I think any artist that is really ambitious and that's gonna work really hard or whatever is at any point at some point in their life they are going to hit a wall and if not one wall it's going to be many walls you know yeah and, and being able to 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 jump through those those hoops you know is going to define your I mean who you are as an artist you know and
0: yep yeah, yeah like there's that thing in, in mixed martial arts where like a champion's only a champion until he defends his belt and you get to see what he's really made of exactly because the king's only on the top for so long everybody's exactly. trying to like bite his ankles and spank mm-hmm. his butt so he falls <laughs>
2: yeah oh yeah exactly and the <laughs> things that like you have to find a reason to fight you know yeah what is your reason yeah. what what drives you what motivates you you know well that's um, what you mentioned you you hit your wall exactly. when you
0: found out that you were burning yourself up for the wrong reasons and then you're that's like exactly. oh shit like years goes by and you're like whoa like my life has been about this and i didn't realize it and it's so unhealthy
2: that's exactly it and that was exactly what the presentation did no one was about is is to really once in your life you know turn around and look at, at the, what are the reasons that make you run like a madman you know yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's what I spent a lot of my years doing especially when I was young I spent a lot of years moving around going from countries to countries and until I realized that that I was kind of escaping myself you know mm-hmm. trying to redefine myself in new places but i was bringing bringing with myself my own problems you know
0: yeah yeah you well that's the thing right you can't get away from those things they're always going to be there um and that's this that's always a struggle within um to get to you know to to not defeat yourself but to also understand like the limitations of yourself and Mm -hmm. coming to the end of yourself at those moments and stuff and hitting that wall but yeah i think the self-reflective part you know like that's what i think it's It's important to set like um, roadmaps, I guess, for your life. Every three Mm -hmm. months, you do a reassessment kind of stuff. So you go like, because life itself can be so like um, confusing. Like you're, you've done like many athletic things, like you do sailboats and stuff. So you know the mental challenges that um, like can consume you. Like you did um, windsurfing, right? Didn't you do that? Uh, Yeah,
2: windsurf for many years. I mean. Before I was doing artworks, I was uh, basically a beach bum, you know, I (laughs) (laughs) I spent a lot of time on the beach, you know, with my buddies and we're windsurfing and honestly, that was was the only thing that was important in my life at the time. And I I think windsurfing in many ways was, first, it was a way for me to escape from my family, you know, my parents divorcing and that kind of stuff. Mm. And it kind of became my family, you know, and... uh, and but at the same time it's what made me turn into more of an adult you know because we traveled a lot we went to we went to morocco we went to portugal we went to spain we went to to corsica i went to italy and 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 really shaped me as 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 a kid that had to move on from being a kid and becoming slightly more adult you know if not a little bit more yeah
0: would you take any of this stuff back like getting the perspective now would you change anything or no you, no you're happy I mean, with everything that you've brought along
2: oh yeah you mean with you, the windsurfing wind years and no just everything and, in general
0: your life in general like when you look back on it do you feel like there's you have massive regrets of like not being able to have those uh, moments of introspective or you know parent things you know or whatever it be, may be do you have those moments or do you feel like a great I place mean, I, now I, so I, I, you probably I mean, feel okay
2: maybe this is a rationalization, but I think in many ways I've had an amazing life, you know? Yeah, it's good. And it's been so many, but it, you know, it's the things that uh, do you want a good life or do you want an interesting life? You know, And I think my life wasn't necessarily good all the time, <laughs> but it was interesting to say the least, you know? And, yeah. and in the end it's that, fight of the good and the bad in your life and that actually defines who you really are and those moments that are really tough are actually the moments that that are going to tell you that's who you are you know
0: yeah those deciding
2: moments but so so i don't really have any regrets you know sure if i could have both my parents all the time with me when i grew up that would be great you know but there's nothing i can do about that you know yeah
0: Yeah. that's the (laughs) thing too i I realize with certain people and myself included you just can't you can't put the blame on your parents for certain things, you know, as long as they at least tried or something, you know, but it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's a hard battle to, you know, to deal I think with that, you know, I, so. Yeah, I think
2: that's what took me the most time to digest. Mm-hmm. It was to accept the fact that, you know, when you're a kid, you you assume your parents are perfect, you know, <laughs> you idealize them. And
1: that's you your think program,
0: that, yeah, your program. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: and, and, but the thing is, once you realize, when you're an adolescent, you realize that, you no, know, when puberty hits, you know, <laughs> oh. you you, you, re, you realize <laughs> you realize that your parents are actually not perfect and it's yeah and i think i spent many years trying to accept the fact that yeah they were not perfect and they have their own problems and and you know i mean whatever your parents inherit from their own life life is going to affect you for many years and and you're going to have to to make choices to make that make you who you are as an individual, you know. And really? I think many years I had I spent time digesting what, uh, I mean, for example, my dad, you know, uh, came from Algeria. And, uh, I mean, he faced a civil war over there and it was horrible. Yeah, it sounds you know, he, crazy. I mean, he lost his brother, he lost his uncle, you No, know, both disappeared, you know. And when I see what's happening right now in Egypt, in Syria, and stuff like that, I see how, I mean, I never realized how my dad had been damaged by what happened in Algeria mm. and no he left Algeria when he was 16 or something and I realized by that point that I mean losing I mean imagine losing your brother and losing your uncle I mean it's just you cannot ever be normal again you know yeah um, and I realized that many years later you know that I didn't, that he was a damaged person in that way you know
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Death is a hard one to to deal with. Yeah, and it stays with you depending on how close that person is. Yeah. Yeah,
2: especially if you don't know what happened. Yeah. Never, he never knew what happened to his, to his brother, so.
0: It just yeah. never. He never came back.
2: Yeah, he disappeared. Yeah. yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe he came to America. It's like fuck
2: this place. <laughs> no, no. He's no, probably but, running but,
0: PlayStation right now.
2: Uh, I wish you know. That, uh, <laughs> most of the time, it's more what's happening around here. Yeah, there's like a. A car that passes by takes you and then guts you gets you out you know so. that's just horrible Damn.
0: yeah that's a bummer man yeah some people get a really shitty um luck of the die it seems you know it's unfortunate yeah. and that's why it's really important to really um just look back and and think how lucky we are you know it's easy to get caught up in all this like uh um, especially with what we do because it's so high level like we have to take it so seriously to keep that like importance up you know yeah. <laughs> but then it's important to realize like shit I'm not saving lives you know and I'm lucky yeah, yeah, as, I'm lucky yeah, as that, shit to be doing this stuff <laughs> you no
2: know, that's very interesting actually because we I talked to a buddy of mine at work today and we were I was we were trying to find out exactly what concept artists were useful for <laughs> us a bit. don't tell anybody shh <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, there, I mean I, the reason I always say is that we're here to save money, you know, for most of the time. Yeah. But, but uh, in terms of what we're useful for, we I We also think, look good, too. So. Yeah, we're very hot and we get tons of cheeks, you know, I mean, with we, concept art. We it's get oiled fearless. up and we grab the Wacom <laughs> and just fucking go. Exactly. No, but uh, but what I understood is that, okay, we are in a production. We are pretty small, you know. Mm. We're just uh, a tool that's there to make things look uh, beautiful and to convey emotions in an unconscious way, you know. But I think that's where the most amazing thing is, is that just because of the designs we do, we actually have a direct line of contact with the viewer, you know? Yeah. And that's something that um, our directors or directors or producers can never take away from us, that whatever project we work on, we do have a direct line of, of contact with the unconscious of the people that are viewing a movie or a game you know? And yeah. when when they go back home and when they have, after a movie or after they play or whatever, I can assure you that the dreams they're gonna dream are gonna be filled with the type of designs that we develop, which are gonna take shapes of unconscious fears or or issues that they have to deal with and so I, I just realized that today. You know, it took me, I guess, 19 years to realize. It. <laughs>
0: but, You're a fucking it, late bloomer, bro.
2: <laughs> it's actually pretty amazing when you think about no, it.
0: Right? yeah, though it's, I mean, it. it you have a different. Um, everybody has a different experience, or they have a different effect on the, the people that they that they affect. And I don't like. I have the same thing as you. It's like I don't realize the effect I have until like somebody will either comment on it or I have really good like moment to reflect or I talk with a colleague about it and go like, Oh yeah, that's right. Huh? Yeah, that's interesting. You know, like, because at the end of the day, we're really just trying to convey ideas, you know, we're exchanging ideas and energy.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's almost like a communication from our unconscious, you know, uh, that gets turned into a design. And then that design reaches someone else's unconscious and it's analyzed by that person. Yeah. Uh, how they it's on the way it. too, you know? Yeah, exactly and
0: they, yeah and how they receive it and, and consume it and and it could be either good or bad I mean you think about the first time you saw alien or you saw like Geiger's work you know it's like it was a there was yeah. a definite emotional reaction and, and the cool thing for him is like nobody could ever be him because he did it you know
2: no completely he, and it's a good uh, actually example because first time I saw alien it was I know at the time in France there was no age limits to go see movies that's awesome and and my sister was six years older than me and she would grabbed me without telling my parents and she would yeah. uh, and drag me to see movies like that and I was traumatized for weeks and my <laughs> parents wouldn't understand what would have nightmares for nights, you know? Uh, <laughs> that's kind of impact my sister had on me.
0: <laughs> Your sister rocks, man.
2: She hated me when I was a kid. <laughs> Is she, <laughs> she older would than you, me six years kid. you said? Yeah, six years older. Uh,
0: do you yeah. guys still stay in contact?
2: Yeah, we're at peace now. No. I love my sister. <laughs>
0: You're at peace now.
2: you remember when you took me to alien (laughs) Uh, no i remember running after her with scissors before
0: i I mean that experience that exchange of energy you know like yeah yeah but the the good example for him is that um like uh nobody could ever be him but the thing is no he could never be anything else you know
2: that's very interesting and i think that's a very good example of I mean, uh, uh, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's not, I think it's pretty obvious that Giger had, I mean, still has probably serious demons that he's dealing with, you know, unconsciously. I don't know what they are, you know, it's, it's whatever, his childhood or his life. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, but, but he has his demons that he's fought his whole life in some ways, you know, and, and trying to, how uh, uh, can say Exercise them through art, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, gets and, them out. yeah. And it's amazing how there's actually, I mean, we're talking about direct line of communication. I mean, that's why he has such an impact, you know? Yeah. Like, whether we want or not, all of us, whether we're male or female, we are traumatized by birth, by by pregnancy, by by the, the physicality of it, the, the, the anatomical, phys- I mean, prominence of it. And I think that's the note that he hit in everybody and that coupled with talents you no know, made for i mean no one will ever forget alien first time they see it you know?
0: yeah 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 i love that whole story when they found his work or like dan O'Bannon put the book in ridley scott's yeah. hands and like this is it and, and that's the, all the they, that's universality all they
2: yeah the universality that they hit with that movie is just amazing you know
0: yeah i have a couple of his books like some of his art books uh out art books and it's it's uh you know like after alien um that was it and then he kept getting hit up for other movies and he just kept doing like alien mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. because everybody wanted that scary thing but no movie he had it was a perfect storm you know i bring it up way too yeah. many times i sound like a, a broken record but what i'm i just what i'm conveying is you know an artist that's in current contemporary time that struck such an emotional chord as Giger is he's one of the he's up there with some of the top guys just because of his understanding of design and and demons whatever what have
1: you
2: Well, yeah I mean the thing is that I mean when you talk about uh, concept art for for entertainment you know you cannot avoid talking about Sid Mead, Giger uh, I mean Moebius, uh, Ron Cobb I mean those kind of guys I mean it's, it's you just can't avoid them,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a bit inevitable, just because of yeah. the what they've done and stuff. But, but I mean, that's for this this era and for this stuff too. Which what what's interesting too is to think about like where where art itself has has come from, mm-hmm. where it's where it is now, and it's such an interesting thing because of the use of media and the change of it. I mean, I always like to think of like guys like Da Vinci, like guys that actually had to make their paint. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just like how crazy that is to me because you mm-hmm. can just go to a store and use it, but the, the, and how, 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 how people would hardly ever see paintings when they do is like this significant, like amazing experience, like this outer body experience almost to see like somebody take something flat and give dimensionality to it and, and bring life into it. And that whole experience. And now like the... easily. Consumed. And themselves too. I mean,
2: yeah and themselves too you know that's the whole point i guess in the end is to leave a part of yourself onto some kind of canvas you know
0: exactly it's like pissing on history (laughs) pissing on the tree of history (laughs)
2: <laughs> or, or impregnating history
0: impreg- yeah just just leaving some seeds and and Let,
2: let's talk gigger style
0: yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> phallic
2: no, 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 big no.
0: giant phallic <laughs> wet sloppy alien <laughs> why penises. did i
2: start that <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm already regretting it. <laughs>
0: This, I'll, I'll stop, I'll stop, but no, that, exactly, you know, it's, it, it's it's an interesting thing, and, and for me, I'm constantly, like, thinking of the future, where do you think this is all going, because of the way that we are consuming media, the fat, the speed of things, the internet, the the way that we um, communicate and exchange ideas, and the rate of things, I mean, there's so many scientists that are saying that we're regressing, and through the technology, is not actually helping, but it's detracting people from actually thinking, well, which is, I think.
2: I mean my view I mean I don't honestly it's hard for me to uh, I mean I'm not uh, Come on
0: you're a scientist
2: your, But but the way I mean the thing is that's true is that whatever the technology you know whether you're talking about uh, the first time people made fire or or the first time they I mean they understood how you could make metal swords or whatever I mean technology always comes with a 50-50 ratio you know Fifty percent of it is gonna be positive, and fifty percent of it is gonna be negative. You know, yeah. and and we've seen, I think, a lot of positive because of where it came from. You know, it came from originally. Yeah, it came from DARPA and yeah. scientists trying to exchange uh, information. Uh, the most. Uh... Say so again. Porn. <laughs> and, and porn, of course. <laughs> that was the and reason. Uh, yeah. Like um, hey, you want uh, to see some boobs? Yeah. It's like VHS, VHS exploded <laughs> because of porn too, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh and I think there's but at the same time, you know, as much as some people want to say that porn is like this horrific demonic thing, you know. I think it's a uh, probably much less uh dangerous than uh than uh, I don't know. Very French like,
0: of you to say, sir.
2: Selling stocks online. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs>
0: no, I know. I'm just fucking
2: with you, but no. i or, or, or selling uh, houses, uh, subprime houses. Or <laughs> but but there was like a very uh, initial uh, naivety uh, naivety of, of internet that's kind of dying. I agree. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Well, it was a where it came from and where it's going, and and that's what I'm saying is like. Um, it's weird. It's just weird for me to, to look at it all and get, you know, be an artist and actually actively creating on these big often and, and, you know, constantly trying to put yourself in these projects and, um, yeah. and and seeing the similarities of projects, you're like you read a script, you're like, eh, this is just like three other movies combined, you know? Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, there's definitely. It's challenging. Quite a bit of that. Um, but I think, I mean, I don't know, I mean, my wife is really into movie scripts and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. she writes a lot. And and she hooked me onto that website. Where I, I don't go as often as she does, but there's a website called Script Shadow, you know, where um, there's a guy who reviews movies regularly and stuff like that. And and I think there is a kind of a, a movement, underground movement that's rising up in Hollywood that's trying to change that, that's trying yeah, to... Yeah, really...
0: there's something happening for sure
2: that's trying to shake that up, you know, and try to find ways to tell stories, you know, with uh, with better ways, you know, with better systems, you know. Uh, and and I think in some ways, some big studios are shaking on their foundations because of that, you know, because they don't know how to please people because they are not really in touch with, uh, with how things should be written and, and with what people want, you know. Everything is changing so fast, so rapidly yeah. that that uh, i think it's getting harder for some studios to follow you know
0: yeah well it's a disingenuous thing you know like when you bastardize people's creations and turn it into like a prostitute thing where it had no intention to be such a thing it becomes this weird experience where people don't know what it is that they don't like but they just don't like it mm-hmm. and you can tell through you know, like when I watch a movie or something, like my friend Anthony said it perfectly, it's like you constantly get slapped in the face. And when you get mm-hmm. slapped in the face so many times, you're like, what the hell am I doing experiencing this? You know, like yeah. there's gotta be something that's different. What I'm getting at here is that when when artists first started creating and putting like a craft, so to speak, a quote unquote craft to creating mm-hmm. art, you know, like we have like, um, like Sheila or something like those guys um, from that era and actually making like Exploration, explorational kind of art. Um, you have this rate of exchange of energy. Exchange well, once again, thought, we're talking. You know?
2: Yeah, I mean, once again, when you're talking about Egon shield you're talking about like a guy who was seriously twisted. You know, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he. I mean, he was not a happy guy. You know, but because of that, he once again his outlet was paper. You know, and and his difficulty in life, and um, I mean. It's basically he, the guy, puts his gut onto, onto a canvas. Yeah. And, and I think until someone does does that, even on a movie, for example, until someone puts their gut uh, on a film or on a, on a digital format, you know, then there's nothing that communicates to through to the viewer. You know, it's harder to communicate through the viewer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also I think too that um, like there's a certain callus. That's occurring too. Like people are used to a certain thing, mm-hmm. but yeah, like there's, there definitely feels like there, we're on the dawn of an age of something that's gonna change, you know. Um,
2: yeah, and, and, and you know, it's it's always history it, repeats it, itself. Yeah, so. that, and it's also evolutionary. You know, like like you have dinosaurs that grow and they die, and then they're replaced by indie guys, and then those indie guys become dinosaurs, and then they're replaced, and it's a constant, you know, evolutionary system.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is definitely what seems to be happening. But I don't know how we got to this subject, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I That's think... It's quite a tangent. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all in all, it's about the idea of exchanging ideas and mm-hmm. the energy that you get from it and then how, like, that impacts a viewer or an innocent bystander, so to speak, you know, and, and yeah. what that does to people. Have you ever had a... Do you have some memorable experiences with um, either fans of your work or people that you've met? Um, that you've been able to work with on certain projects that you you know stick with you. Do you have any of those through the films and stuff that you've worked on? I uh,
2: mean, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what you mean.
0: <laughs> like, do you have like um do you have like you know anytime somebody got like reached out to you and talked to you about your work or um, just an experience or like a, an exchange of ideas or something that you've had when you like say like when you're working with Ben on Tron. I think yeah. you mentioned it in your talk. Like, how you oh, see how you, I... you thought the thing was done, but it wasn't and... oh dude
2: yeah I mean well, i I mentioned Tron very often because uh, to me that was the experience where you know I had been already in the game industry maybe for uh, I don't know fifteen years or something like that, and I landed on Tron and in some ways you know I was Who
0: brought you on there and how did you how did you get like how did that all happen
2: oh so that was very interesting. I've always wanted to work on movies, mm. okay. You were working think, at
0: games. You didn't have a movie experience yet.
2: Yeah, actually, I think the the person that really made me connect with movies, you know, aside from my dad who loved movies, but was uh, when I was in design school. I mean, my buddy Thierry, who's now actually one of the art director at Ubisoft in Montreal, Thierry Doyson, Cool. Uh, he was really a big fan of movies, you know, and he made me realize how much love is put into a movie art, art, art-wise and so like when we were kids, you know, when we were 18 or something. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I think I really was interested in working to movies, but to be honest, I just wasn't good enough. And and the distance between uh, my hometown, you know, Montpellier, South France and and Los Angeles was it's kind of on the other side of the planet, you know? Yeah. And not only geographically, but also work-wise, where it seems that it's just another planet and that you'll never reach. it. Mm. So I think in some ways I was not self-confident enough to dream that I would ever work on a movie. So I just kept working and trying to work at what I loved. And I realized that I was gonna be hired for the things that I would put on my website, not the crappy projects i was working on so for many years i was working on the crappiest projects i'm not going to name any because i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings but i worked on actually for for the first what was it uh, seven years i think
0: nba jams baby
2: nba jams that 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 was after the seven years but for the first (laughs) seven years of the game industry i worked on i think it was seven years i didn't release one project oh
0: geez man
2: yes not one project because either the, the project was cancelled or the company oh, yeah. bankrupted. Oh yeah. I, mean, I've, I had my share of uh, bankrupted company. and Talk stuff about like that. that. as well. And yeah, it took me a while to really understand that that uh, I shouldn't work for just anybody. I should be more selective about who I want to work with. You know? Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: And uh, and and then, by anyway, short long story short, we'll okay. go into details later. Dude, you know? It's a
0: podcast, baby. The long story short... ...bottle of wine, let's, let's, get, let's get
1: deep.
2: <laughs> the long story short, there's a, a one day after 15 years of being in the game industry, and I was working for a company at the time in Austin, and, and the project was not going too well, and and my, my relationship at the time was going south, like at the speed of a train on a downhill mountain, you know? <laughs> and I just broke up with my girlfriend at the time, And I was completely depressed, and I was thinking, you know what, uh, this is horrible. My life sucks. Whatever. Anyway, Mm, I was really in a depressed mood, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then the (laughs) morning, yeah, the morning after the breakup, I get a phone call from Los Angeles that tells me, "Hey, uh, there's, uh, there's, uh, my name is Darren Gilford. I'm a production designer uh, in Los Angeles, and." I was wondering if you'd be interested to work on Tron uh, starting next week.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go, man. One and door closes, 400 other doors open up.
2: Th- that's exactly it. And basically that moment, that's one You know, you, you know, you can feel in your life, you no know, moments where there's like branching moments Yep. and you know that at that branch moment, the decision you're going to take is going to change entirely the rest of your existence. So cool! And too. that definitely one of those moments. Yeah, that was one of those moments, and I said yeah right away. <laughs> and uh, I packed my truck in Austin at the time, and I drove all the way to Los Angeles.
0: That's awesome! Yeah. In you had a, you just had a week notice, so you just you went out there, and, and this guy saw your work through people from Ubisoft or something, or
2: no, so he saw my work through my website. You know, I've been uh, ever since. Uh, Actually, uh, Francis Tsai, I don't know if you know Team GT, he's a concept guy. Uh, I think I'm familiar uh, with the name. Anyway, that was the first uh, art forum that I ever found, you know, because I typed uh, concept artist online at the time in Alta Vista, you know, before Google. Oh, shit. (laughs) Is that
0: Netscape, too?
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I found uh, found, uh, his forum, his art forum, and there were people posting artwork like holy crap what is this this is amazing yeah it's cool All online and they share their artworks you know yeah and and that made me jump onto uh, a cijun you know at yeah. the time that was maybe i don't know that was probably 10 years ago now and so i jumped on cijun and i was posting myself and uh, thierry doyzen and other guys were posting every day on cijun uh and and Sparth, of course, at the time we we're posting every day on Sijun. And I think, uh, he got to see my work through art forums and through websites, mm. basically.
0: And that's cool. And then he just reached out. Yeah. So it's really important for people that are listening that you have to do some self-promotion because nobody oh, yeah. I mean, I
2: them. think nowadays it's, I, I think nowadays it's pretty obvious, you know, at the time, uh, I mean, I remember the first time, the things that what really motivated me, I think I had a really big fire under my butt because when I was in Europe, I was working so hard in order to escape crappy companies, you know? Mm. And I, I knew that it was either going to be my creative death or I was going to have to turn it around in order to become someone, you know? Yeah. So, so really put like a really heavy fire under my butt and tried to motivate me and so that I could be seen by people. I wanted to exist. I wanted people to see that I could do artwork.
0: Yeah. Well, you can tell in your work, too, that there was an enormous shift in your ability. And I think it's um, obviously the project. I mean, Tron itself is just one of those franchises, those projects. It's just so beautiful and fascinating, Um, especially the new one. It's just probably one of the most beautiful recent films. I wish the story was amazing. But hey, you can't have everything, but it was so beautiful. just in yeah. general, all the design work. Is like, uh... Yeah, and that's, and
2: honestly, that's that's all, I mean, in big part, that's thanks to the work attitude that Darren Guilford uh, has, you know. And of yeah. course, Joe Buzinski, you know. But Darren Guilford has a a work attitude that's second to none, seriously. That's I mean, cool.
0: Are you still it's... in contact with him?
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and he's, I mean, he's basically the best art director I had to work with, you know. So, that's really cool. Uh, I can't thank him enough for... Everything I've learned through him and Ben Proctor and Sean Here with all these guys, Chance. you know, uh, yeah. on Tron and yeah, Neville Page, you know, uh, all they and Tex Cadoganaga, all these guys, they basically changed my life. And yeah, uh, you know, that's what we're talking about no, here. Okay. <laughs> what what I've learned on Tron is for 15 years I thought that I knew everything about entertainment and stuff like that. <laughs> and when I arrived on Tron, I basically had to press my reset button because and relearn everything and Daniel yes. Simon, of course, now, all those guys, if you look at Darren, if you look at Daniel Simon and Ben Proctor, those guys are demons in details you know? Yeah, and my background was just speed painting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Get as much done as you can yeah Which and, is and cool, it's cool but fact. it's not it doesn't get you to that level that next level yeah
2: yeah and i think that was actually as well a, a reflection of who i was at the time to be honest you know mm. that was probably was more of a superficial guy you know that didn't really see the interest into deepening my questions into myself and and i was just maybe afraid of knowing more about myself and details and sure. and and so i kind of avoided that and Working with those guys just made me really appreciate uh, details, you know. Yeah. And also the other thing I want to say is I learned really the 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 love of details when I worked at Digital Domain for the second year on Tron. Uh, let me explain that. The first year on Tron, I uh, was hired just to do the concept art phase, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were with all the guys. And the second years, uh, we moved to Digital Domain where we worked mostly on the visual effects side and making sure that... Uh, there was a continuity in the visuals with the visual effects. Mm. And I remember very clearly that's when I realized what details meant you know I remember very clearly working with a team of guys at Digital domain which just it's amazing I mean amazing workers there yeah and you no, know, we the first there. daily exactly the first daily meeting we went to you know dailies for those who don't know, it's everybody sits in front of a big screen and they review a shot like to death. You know? until there's nothing left in the shot you know? <laughs> and every yeah. pixel of the shot is analyzed and 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 really described in minute details and they try to fix as many problems as possible you know yeah and sitting in the first i remember very clearly you know i was working on the shot you know with, uh, with those guys and they asked me to do some speed painting i did the speed painting and they were doing uh they started detailing that shot you know and they were reviewing the shot, and I, I couldn't see what they were talking about. It's like I was blind to details. I don't know yeah. if you understand what I
0: mean. No, yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean.
2: And they were—they kept talking about that shot, and I was like, yeah, this is, doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. And I was thinking, are those guys bullshitting? Yeah. <laughs> are those guys just, like, joking around? I, I just didn't get it, you know? and And this kept going for a whole freaking month on one shot. And I was thinking, those guys are nuts. Okay, those guys are I don't know what I'm doing here. I mean, I just don't get it, you know? Yeah. And after like a month of detailing, you know, I look at the shot and I went back to my desk and I look at the concept that I had done for the speed painting. And my speed painting looked like ass.
1: <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah, it looked like yeah.
2: like monkey butt, okay? <laughs> and that's when I realized, holy crap, I don't know anything about my work. You know, after 15 years of doing it. I had realized that I had missed like a whole like side of my work that I didn't understand, simply because I never was in touch with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a huge life changing moment for me in my work, you know.
0: And that's because you were around guys that were better than you, you know?
2: Completely. So you Conc- went.
0: Where you went right back to school with the masters, you know, like That's exactly the Masters it. of the Day and that's a really cool experience. Um yeah. And,
2: feel, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and, no, no, and I think that what what you just said is very, very important because after 15 years you now of working in the game industry and, and on projects that were sometimes great, sometimes horrible, I, honestly, I was getting tired, you know, yeah. and there's only so much juice there for so many years. And yeah. and, and when I arrived on, on Tron, it was kind of very daunting because I looked at all the artwork that was on the, on the, on the walls, you know, and when you see how much Ben Proctor, you know, he's able to <laughs> freaking put work on the wall, I mean, it's scary
0: yeah yeah it's really intimidating and
2: and i was thinking i don't know if i can do this but but i was wondering i don't know i don't know if i can do this you know Um, but but being in that position in that weak position where you have to like take all your tools out of your tool bag and and put yourself into high gear that's when you actually get better you know when you when you're at the end of your juice and you still have to give it you know so
0: yeah what's when you think that you're at the end of yourself and that's you're at the end of your views just getting started um and that's when you really start to grow it's the hardest part because it's the most uncomfortable part you know but because our mind can be so deceiving and since like art is created from our minds like it can be so deceiving like oh yeah just continue this just do this do this you know like it feeds you all these like in like these things like oh yeah you don't need to do that like do this you know like yeah and 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 that's what separates like the really good guys from the guys that just don't get it you know and Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of time and understanding, and effort. When I was looking at your art for um, the concept art that you did for Tron, I think I remember uh, you saying in your Nomen's talk that you were dealing with like some pretty deep depressions because of certain situations in your life. And what's interesting is I didn't realize that either. People mention it within my art; they'll see that I didn't, I wasn't using like colors, or I would use them, but they were really muted. And I don't know if you noticed that about your work for that film, like how th- muted I mean, the th- colors were, and maybe that was just the direction. So I'm not
2: sure. Uh, I mean, honestly, most of the color direction for the movie, you know, came from um, from uh, Joe, no, Joe Kozinski and uh, and Darren mm. Uh I think, I think, so. I mean, the, the event you're talking about is the fact that halfway through the movie, my dad passed away. Mm from a long, I mean, from a long cancer, you know, and, and I think, if anything, the, the story, you know, is about a father and his son, you know, a father that was not there for his son. Yeah. And also the mood of the story, which was very rainy and dark and grey, I think it just fit perfectly what I was going through. Yeah. So, yeah. if anything, it's mm, I was perfectly, in some ways, adapted to that movie for that time, you know. Yeah. Was... And I just, uh, so I guess in some ways, I was definitely in line with the artistical direction that Joe and Darren and Ben needed, you know, for that movie. Yeah. So, so I think it was more of a coincidental match for the movie, you know. Yeah. Very uh, interesting. And, but at the same time, it most probably did influence my work, you know? uh, and. It, yeah, it was really, and that's something I talk about in the talk, in the Norman talk. Indeed, is that after all these years that we just talked about, where I ran, you nowhere uh, with ambition, I was trying so hard to be, to prove my dad, you know, that I was someone that I was worthy of something. Uh, I think I spent most of my years, my young years as an artist, trying to prove my dad that, that what I was worth, you know. Yeah. And it became a habit and like a second nature almost where I wasn't even thinking about it, but it was what was feeding my ambitions. And and even though my dad and myself, thank God, you know, we we made peace before he is passing away. Mm, It's good. Yeah, it's very good. Otherwise, I don't even want to think how much more horrible would be now. Yeah, all the baggage and stuff. All the baggage would have been horrible, and we thanks to him coming toward me actually, we we made peace before he passed away. Mm. But the thing is that I was so much in that habit of trying to prove unconsciously to my dad that I was worth something. When he passed away, I mean, I just hit a horrible wall, you know mm. uh, And it wasn't necessarily just a wall. I could work fine. There was no problem with me with me being able to work, but I had no more inspiration. Like you know, and like you lost your the,
0: purpose or something
2: it completely. Completely, like my unconscious basically went on strike, <laughs> and my unconscious was saying, You know what, I'm not there anymore. You know, if I if basically what was happening in my unconscious is that a part of me was saying, Well, now that my dad is dead, there's no point in me keep doing what I'm doing, yeah. And it, but I mean, I'm saying that right now, like I knew right away what it was, but at the no. time, I had no freaking clue what was going on through my mind Mm. you know and and I was just thinking what the hell is happening to me you know and and I understood that through the process of mourning through the process of understanding why my dad I mean was the way he was when I was a kid and that kind of things I mean I but I'm I was so used of living on that high of inspiration I mean he was just my inspiration was just like a freaking tap, you know, I could just open it anytime and it would flow out, you know, mm-hmm. but the things that once my dad passed away there, I completely lost what, what I was doing and why I was doing it. You know, yeah, there was no more reasons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah your purpose was, had shifted internally. Yeah. Yeah. And completely. Then, which is interesting. And so you were faced with that challenge and then you're working on a life changing experience. Um, which, was, which to me, I just think is so novel, it's so interesting, because how all these things come together. I like to observe it you know, from the sidelines and be like, well, shit, you get this like, life-changing experience to work with some of the best people in the industry. And meanwhile, your, your father passes away with your whole insecurity of his acceptance, and then he passes away, then you lose your purpose, your, your, your muse, so to speak, your, your drive.
2: Completely. And then, so I mean, what do yeah. you do
0: there? You know, like, this is, that to me is like, fuck, you know, like, obviously well, you well, made it through because we're talking about it, but like, like, how did yeah. you, how did you figure that out? Was there, you know, a journey so, that you felt? So first
2: of all, I think your description is perfect because it was completely a bittersweet situation. You know, I had spent my whole life trying to reach the goal of working in Hollywood, you know, in the movie industry with, with people that I really revered, you know, that I, that I was a fan of. And, and finally I was there. And at the same time I was there, yeah. I was hitting the lowest point of my life. You know? So I think the description fits perfectly. It was, it was hell basically, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like now that I'm there, I, I I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and and at the same time, that's what made me change for the better. Mm because i was forced to stop i was forced to stop and it's funny because I, re- I will remember my whole life you know i was sitting on the couch at the time i was living with some friends in a house you know there was like three of us living in the house and two i mean my roommates uh, there were and there was Disri, who she was one of the roommates and there was a benny i mentioned them because they were really good friends you know and and i was sitting on the couch and there had been like two months that i've been every weekend on the couch watching movies and usually i spent all my weekends outdoors you no know, playing volleyball in santa monica that, that's what i i've never been like an indoor kind of guy really
1: mm, okay
2: and, and i was stuck on the couch i was like what the fuck is happening to me i don't get it mm. and my roommate desri she passed by and said well you're just depressed you know yeah and it hit me I, I never realized that something was wrong with me and i think many ways because I had carried some form of depression on and off more or less through my whole life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Because of the baggage I was carrying with my dad um, yeah. and so much anger I had towards him and so much hate and whatever. And his death kind of like may put a stop to all that in some ways. So in some ways it was highly negative, but in some way it was very positive because it, it forced me to review a system that was just not healthy. Yeah, yeah yeah so and that's at that point first of all that i met who now i mean amy who's now my wife you know yeah and who congratulations recently thank you yeah. thank you we just got married like a, a month ago bow, chicka, bow, cow. exactly <laughs> i love the funky guitar <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah congratulations that's the thank ceremonial you. american you. marriage song
2: So, and the things that, I mean, first of all, I think I met, I met her because, in some ways, because I'm, in some ways, thanks to my depression, because I didn't want to, to redo the same mistakes I had in my previous relationships. Mm. And it really changed me in the way I saw my life. And I, I could tell that there was things that were not, just not functioning in my life. Yeah. And when I met her, you know, she's so intelligent and so put together that she in some ways gave me hope you know she gave me hope and made me understand that there are ways to change you know i hear so many people No, there's so many like people have so many like dogmas you know when they tell you oh once you're someone at 18 then you don't change for the rest of your life once <laughs> uh, if you if you don't have a like a work situation by the time you're 30 you're screwed up yeah I'm the living proof that it's all freaking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it okay. Is. Don't let people apply their dogmas onto you because they are jealous, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what happened to me in some ways is that, I mean, I turned 40 this year, now in September, actually this month, last month.
0: Yeah, baby. Four zero. And,
2: and my life truly started three years ago. Really? I mean, if we in person, if I look at my life in perspective, Like arriving finally to the place I wanted in my job, arriving to the place I wanted with a relationship arriving and all these things were possible because of all the screwed up, the screws up I did previously in my life, all the mistakes, all the failure all the pain, all the, the crappy companies I worked for, all the good projects i worked for. And all this has built the person who can now appreciate my freaking life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a long journey. (laughs)
2: <laughs> exactly, but the most difficult is when you fall into the depression like the one I went through a few years ago is to understand that, that it's you no know, everybody puts a really bad rap onto depression. And I think the biggest step I made from my depression is realizing that it's just that. it's just a step. yeah and, and the reason why you're unconscious is pushing you and asking you to stop everything in your life is so that you freaking wake up. and see that something needs to be changed
0: yeah it's it's an illness it's a mental thing it's a mental flag or something that's stating something to you like you know pay attention to this and 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 it's it's weird how blinding it can be you know
2: exactly and it's really funny because we talked about that and it's really funny how i think that dark spots in in artist life are numerous okay
0: yeah yeah but it's
2: very funny how no one freaking talks about it
0: yeah it's weird it's like everybody's ashamed of it just brush it underneath the carpet and act like everything's okay i mean it's i think it's natural for us to do that because you know we always want to be like on our good side to show like oh yeah everything's good and this and that we're
2: I- i'm know... gonna go further I, I, I agree with what you say but i think it goes even further than that i think it's almost a form of superstition mm-hmm. you No, know, like it's like it's self-propelling Exactly. It's Mm. like obsessive compulsive. Like if I don't talk about my depressive moments or my uninspired moments, then they're not gonna come back, no?
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's bullshit. I tried that
2: role. I tried that road and it doesn't work, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. The more you um within that range of of mental thinking, the more that you fight those things. Actually the harder it becomes, um the more you like try to drown it out, the louder it becomes. It's a very interesting force. And so once you it's kind of like the band-aid scenario i always think of the band-aid scenario like when when you want to pull a band-aid off you just do it in one quick pull you know like you don't just sit there and slowly pull it off the slower you do the harder it hurts you know so it's like the same things within life like when you deal with a death or a depression or you're dealing with something really hard you just you fucking hit it straight on and you experience it in all its rawness.
2: That's exactly and embrace exactly. it. Yeah, And yeah. And I think what's difficult is when you have no one to share it with though. Yeah and, yeah. and I think that's the big step that changed in my life. Not only through my wife, you know, who you know, I was used in relationships that when something was wrong, you know, I was hiding the problem because I knew that if I was raising the problem, it will it will get into a fight or something like that. Yeah. Same um, same thing. Yeah, and my wife I mean, was a complete 180 degree change in that is that when there was a problem, she was telling me, okay, just tell me, tell me what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just by, I mean, voicing it, just by experiencing it, like you just said, all, it's all, in all it's rawness, then magically just freaking disappear.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, yeah. I think, yeah, I think depression is exactly the same way. It's like, unless you accept to, to experience it fully not to go to the freaking bottom of the barrel. not to go to the to the the bottom of the well. You know, unless you go to the your darkest place, you're never gonna come out of it. You know.
0: Yeah, you really have to go into the deepest, deepest parts of yourself. And I think that's why we, um, especially in American society, like we romanticize over the hero's journey. Oh, totally. Because I think in America, in this country in general, um, I love America, but there's a lot of things that could be better about it. Uh, but I think a lot of people are, are in denial about who they actually are and what they're doing and how they're fulfilling their lives and stuff and and a I lot think... of people are too afraid to face their fears which is you know depression or their purpose and you know totally they, totally agree. they want totally to be agree. a cook but they're they're a doctor or something and it's like you know it kills them every day to have to get up and, and devote their lives to this you know
2: this... and what's super dangerous to that is that you have a, some kind of a refusal to to learn from the screws up you've made you know yeah and, and if you look at the, the recession a few years ago, I think it's the best example that okay, we hit a wall, everybody hit a wall. Then what went wrong, you know? And let's change it or whatever. But the attitude is more no, no, everything's fine. Let's keep going, you know. And yeah. and I think I think in America, I think there's there is both sides. Yeah. I think there is a side of, a people of people that yeah, and there's a side that sees that going through a painful process is awesome. And they, they love that. You know, looking at some of the presidents that, that ruled this country, some of them went through some really shitty moments of their lives and they turned it around and they became amazing, you know? And and there's if you look at Rocky, you know, it's one of my wife's and myself, best movie, favorite movie, first Rocky. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's a, such we a such a hero's journey. Exactly. Yeah. But if you look at Rocky, it's dark, you know, and the guy goes through hell. Yeah. And it's him going through hell that allows him to stand up again after
0: well you get to see what he's made out of you know that's
2: exactly yeah and he gets to know himself you know
0: yeah and you get to experience it with him and that's what's that transcending experience within those films and that's what i was trying to say about the films nowadays the way we consume things it's just like it doesn't seem like those movies are being made anymore yeah. or they're not so- and that they're, they're it's like i don't know if people are afraid or there's designed by committee or the writers aren't really i think they're
2: just I, I think they're just shitting themselves <laughs> yeah. i mean no yeah. seriously if you look at the marketing groups or or i mean big head of studios they're afraid yeah they don't want to take risks yeah they don't want to take risk on a movie that that's going to tank them because yeah. well they're I mean, they they interested the lights in that yeah. exactly Exactly.
0: Hey, I mean, you can't blame them, you know. We No, all
2: no, of course want to, not.
0: Want to keep the lights on too. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah. thing is, within art, it's all about risk, right? You know. Exactly,
2: and that's the that's the issues is that if you don't take risk, you no, know, you get taken by people that do take risks you know?
0: Yes, absolutely, and you know we're we're in the dawn of the age where people are able to make things on their own. Speaking yeah. of, uh, what's up with plug, dude? What's up with that?
2: so Plug I mean arrived exactly at the same time of me facing my my big depression you know for people that Uh, don't
0: know Plug is is a short film that he's um, created and developed and he's still working on it
2: yes so I mean I've because of all the events in my life over the last few months you know I haven't been able to work on it yeah but uh, I'm I'm in the process of getting back together and, and and finishing it up and the thing is that that the thing it was very hard for me and very frustrating to face to face that depression at that time when I was so close to be done with it, you know. Mm. And and it made it forced me to just stop and say, Okay, well first you gotta take care of your life, then you can go back into what you've started, you know? Mm. And and basically I had no choice. I had no choice. So here we go.
0: So you're taking a break and then you come back to it. But sometimes I think it's um, with these kind of projects are way more than we realize, you know, like way more vast, especially creating your own film and self-funding it and having all these different elaborate like desires and wants and props and all this stuff. Like it becomes incredibly taxing and and hard to put together. So and if you try to do it yourself, it's like, yeah, you learn the hard way pretty quickly, like how 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 difficult it actually is to create Uh something. And but I think it's I think okay it, to let that stuff go and just continually make new stuff, you know, but it's... Yeah, and
2: I, and I think it's uh, if there is any lesson I can give to other artists is that don't wait uh, until you hit the wall mm. to to rethink yourself, reimagine yourself, question yourself. Question yourself before you hit the wall because be less painful down the, down the line, you know? Yeah. It's like what we're saying about, you know, arguing with your wife, arguing with the girlfriend, whatever, is... <laughs> it's better to put everything on the table so that you can digest it and move on you know yeah don't ignore it basically don't put it don't put it under the rug basically
0: yeah and oftentimes i find and i've explained it to my wife whenever we have arguments i'm like we're just arguing with ourselves you know Mm -hmm. within ourselves because you know we're so connected that if i have a problem with you it's a problem with myself it's there's you know either it's like i'm not sleeping good enough or um, there's some kind of stress that's going on with work or something, you know, there's so many factors that like, tie into that. But um, yeah, which leads into like, you know, all those different situations and stuff, which is unfortunate, but it's just what happens. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's quickly, it's, it's easy to, to see um, how fast and how hard it is to actually create um, your own things and how big and, and massive they can become, you know, like I'm dealing with it now and it's, just, it's just interesting, you know?
2: Yeah. And the thing is that, you know, if if I had finished it at the time where I had all that bunch of energy that was there, you know, due to my anger towards my dad or whatever, mm. I could have probably finished it, you know. Yeah. But at some point after, would I would have hit the wall anyway, you know. So yeah. I just have to accept it, you know, and it's really freaking hard, you know. When you've invested so much time and money into something and you're just like, okay, I just have to accept it. That's not going to happen right now. Yeah, you know? yeah. And... And I just have to be patient to let things run their course and move when I feel that I can move again, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, you're in a big different change and shift in your life now that you've met your partner and, and you guys are having a child and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's a big... There's a lot of big things are changing for you. Priorities and everything else are going to really change as well. Completely. A- and it's yeah. going to be... It's going to be interesting, you know, for you. It's going to be interesting to see what that does to your work and and how uh, you connect with yourself, you know.
2: And actually, it's, it's interesting that we, we have this interview now because I didn't want to do the interview early on as well because uh, I knew that I was going through a lot of changes and things like that. And and honestly, if you had asked me when I, when I was preparing to get married, you know, what I want to do in the future or whatever, I would have told you I have no freaking clue <laughs> because my life – has completely changed over the last three years mm. I mean, who I am, who the way I think the way I've shaped my life has been entirely turned over its head in three years mm. yeah. um, and certainly thanks to my wife but it's also my wife pushed me to follow a, a, a therapy okay psychotherapy and and I know that it's something that's very taboo you know especially in France people when you talk about therapy, really? yeah people think you're. Freaking, psychopath or oh, because whatever. they don't
0: want to end it, I guess. Like yeah, like it's healing elements.
2: Exactly, and yeah. I cannot advise enough to artists out there, to that are facing trouble, that are, that are have like a creative slump or whatever, and if they are facing problems, instead of once again putting under the rug, just go and get freaking help. You know, mm. uh, I cannot say enough how positive it was for my life that's cool man so i don't care i mean some people may say oh whatever i don't give a shit. I i won't say everybody that has problems should do it you know
0: yeah well, i get why people are like that you know they're like i can see why because it's like you're exposing a weakness you know yeah and it's totally. like oh you're weak uh you're pussy. you know like yeah but yeah i think i would i wouldn't mind doing it it's just really expensive yeah yeah it is
2: it is <laughs> but but the thing that i realized and the thing i understood is that yes it is pricey mm, that's uh, worth but it, though. first of all some companies uh have uh, uh insurance uh health insurance that supports it oh, that's cool too as yeah. all. uh like uh, if you work for a game company or if you work for even for the for movies you know through the union you can have a Uh, Mental health care paid partly, not much, but partly. Yeah. Uh, But if you work in like in a game company or other big studios, I mean, if you're working for the man, might as well get the man to pay for your health, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I would strongly advise it, you know. And if you're not doing it, I mean, the company is not going to do it for you. They're not going to take care of you, you know? No, they won't. So they're going to suck your brains out and then they're going to throw you away. So, so take care of yourself, you know. Seriously.
0: Yeah, absolutely. couldn't agree more because yeah, like you got to take care of, you got to take care of yourself because yeah, fortunately I've been pretty stoked and and thankful enough. I've dealt with depression and I got through it. Um, but thankfully I guess, no, it'd be kind of cool to see, to pull out a lot of that stuff out of the rug. And it's kind of it's scary because you don't know where, you, where you're, it's going to leave you after that session, you know, like, well, oh, well, shit.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. And yeah. I think my biggest fear actually was that, is that I was thinking, am I going to want to paint again, you know, yeah, after yeah, exactly. I go through therapy? Yeah. Am I going to be the same person? And, and the thing, okay, so the best description I can give, so that if that can remove fear of people's mind is that to me, okay, you know, you see what... Crappy, crappy photoshop filters are okay
1: <laughs>
2: okay so let's say you have a beautiful image of yourself okay and that's you that's the pure you okay yeah and you have all the shittiest photoshop filters on separate layers on top of it <laughs> okay so at the end you have this the crappiest image of yourself that's distorted by i don't know by uh, Plastic wrap or whatever <laughs> shitty Photoshop filter you have, you know. Wood I mean? grain, dude. Wood, wood grain. grain, exactly. <laughs> There's a massive wood grain filter on your face, you know? <laughs> and all those filters are all the shitty baggage you carried through from your childhood, from your life, all the mistakes <laughs> you made, and so forth. And all those layers are actually distorting your true self. Yeah. And for me, therapy just went through and just put like a freaking care share. you know what? Karcher uh, it's, it's like a, like a high pressure uh, cleaning device, you know, for, for when you clean your car with, I don't oh, know okay. how you call that? Yeah, like and, a
0: like a power hose or something. Exactly,
2: and it just cleans up those shitty filters out of your fucking image. <laughs> I, I say fucking a lot, I have to be careful. How dare you? <laughs> people, are gonna, people are gonna think I'm, I'm like a. Kind of, you
0: know. Dude, he's French. Get it off it. Of. <laughs> but seriously, used to eat cheese and meat all day long.
2: but but you see how it changes you it doesn't make you like a weird self it just makes you more yourself basically
0: yeah or maybe what it does is it finds your intentional self yeah you know that's exactly it yeah which it makes sense it sounds really cool like i would be down with it i just yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know i never made time for it but and then also being like self-propelled and self-financed you know it kind of I got to figure out but if i was really hitting yeah. a heavy slump I mean, fuck yeah i would do it you know like Definitely. i don't have a shame in that stuff i don't care you know like yeah you know no, I, I think you're a big i, I think you're a big pussy if you can't admit that you have a problem you know like that's to exactly. me that's that means that you're a big pussy, you know like nothing that goes and fixes himself it's more the idiot that doesn't do it you know
2: yeah i'm mentioning that because i know i mean i know a few artists that went through slumps. i even know of an artist that actually ended his life you know wow uh, yeah and uh, i'm not gonna name him or anything but yeah, i mean he was so. a concept artist that was extremely talented you know and he was uh, french speaking and 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 it's really sad that you had to go that far you know and not getting help and it's sad you know because yeah. who knows that guy could have become the most amazing concept artist and would never know about it you know
0: yeah yeah it's interesting when people yeah. end their lives and stuff for certain things yeah I've been to, to some pretty deep parts of my of my path and finding that and realizing like how deep you can go and how depressing it can be. But there, like I said, there's a beauty to that, you know. Like there's something about that I that I like, mm-hmm. you know, that rawness of that that pain, you know. Like there's a, but you know, I say that once well, again,
2: Rocky man, Rocky. <laughs>
0: well, you know, like our perspective is totally different. Like we're at the top of the stairs now, like throwing our arms in the air and going, yeah, fuck. Yeah, victorious, you know, like it wasn't that it wasn't a fun experience when we were on the bottom, like drinking eggs and like puking and shit. You know? <laughs> it was a horrible experience, you know. So, it we have a different perspective, you know. It's easy to go like, yeah, well, that was hard and shitty, but it's nice now, you know, like
2: exactly. Yeah. And and that's why I think I, I like to talk about it is because I want to get everybody depressed on the on the, on the podcast or whatever. Yeah, get but... depressed, guys. Exactly, but but the reason why I talk about it is because any artist that's i mean w- w- any concept artist that's, that's where i mean that's going to be ambitious and that's going to work hard in order to get somewhere will face dark times yeah you know yeah. and i mentioned earlier on uh um uh, uh, james cameron you know and if you read his biography when when he wrote terminator terminator you know he was at the bottom of the freaking well as well Mm, I want know, to read this, like, yeah. Like, no one wanted to work with him, you know, he, I mean, he was completely abandoned and he decide, he wrote Terminator, at, really at the, one of the worst moments of his life and look what he came, what he turned into, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I actually listened to Arnold's, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography. And yeah. He brings up meeting um, Cameron and and the whole Arnold experience, or the whole Terminator experience and stuff, that was really cool. But it's one thing I've I've heard from everybody about that's worked with James or Jim, is that uh, he's always better at everybody than their, their than their jobs, and he's smarter than everybody on the set, mm-hmm. which is like that's pretty crazy to say because a lot of times at some high level, in high level movies and stuff, you have some of the yeah. smartest, most talented people from around the world collaborating, mm-hmm. and when this director, no wonder he pulls off these like f- crazy, fascinating things because he is on that like next level so it'd be really cool to meet him someday <clears throat> it'd be rad yeah. someday i gotta do something um, significant enough to capture his attention or something but mm-hmm. yeah in time i'm time. not worried about you <laughs> <laughs> thanks dude you just getting started you know so but it's well,
2: you're doing fine <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks man Well, I, I just enjoy the journey i think i'm finally like like I've, i hit that a couple of years ago where i finally was like ah oh, this is kind of finally coming together because i was beating my head against the wall but the the thing i think that there's a difference between us is my mom was really artistic and she was incredibly supportive of my art Mm -hmm. that's great yeah she's incredibly talented my mom is really talented and then same with my my brother as well and my grandma so i kind of lived in a household full of artists that were accepting
2: that's the idea
0: that like oh like like you know my grandma built me like a sick-ass art desk for when i was a oh. little kid you know like got me like star wars like models and stuff so my support awesome. group was there which i'm so thankful for you know i yeah. can't imagine how hard it would have been without that you know so
2: yeah me was more the opposite it was more i had to hide to draw and that kind of stuff that's you such know a bummer. stories you hear, hear about other people yeah that's what it was no you know
0: yeah it's such a bummer but yeah it, would, it really stunts your growth you know but if if you're listening out there and you don't have that support group you know like the cool thing is now these day, the day and age like you might not get to know me personally or get to know david or any, but through these podcasts hopefully you get a little peer into the, our world and then you get to understand that you're not alone if you're dealing with these situations and stuff you know because definitely it could feel very um like you can feel very isolated and it's important for you to realize that you're not. And there's everybody's, most people are exchanging and dealing with the same problems. We all have to shit and breathe the air. And, you know, like we all have to go to sleep and drink water and eat food. Like there's no immortals on this planet, you know, not yet, (laughs) but you know, like there, we, we, fighting time and we're all dying you know if you look at it like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes it, dying
0: in a great way though like you know like yeah. it's 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 a blessing you know like that's what i think is so important too is is uh um i used to do it i stopped doing it. i should do it still but i used to every morning i'd wake up and then i'd send my my uh, wife a message and just tell her something that i'm thankful for today for yeah. the day and then it would always be like my starting like i'm thankful for this like it could be as simple as like i'm thankful for like this nice cold glass of water you know like yeah or it could be like i'm yeah. thankful for my health which is huge you know? so yeah. Yeah. completely, completely. It's, it, sets, it mentally people. sets you up you know for success or at least tries yeah. to and there's there's strategies for this stuff too and and then also in this day and age there seems to be a, like a ton of self-help books and um yeah. information yeah. out there for people that are longing yeah. for a development within themselves to have Yeah, it. I think
2: self help self help books can only really take you so far. I think yeah. what you mentioned, you know, the fact that, you know, you have someone to text to, you know, someone whom you love and someone who loves you back and and it makes such a massive difference. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. When definitely. you're sending a text to someone who doesn't care (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, that hurts that's That's your fault for dealing with that person
0: you know exactly but
2: the things that when you send your text to someone who knows appreciate every thing you have to care for and i mean that's i mean it really changes everything
0: yeah yeah it's a it's a game changer to have somebody that you can exchange that kind of energy with but if you're in a shitty relationship you know like that's just as much your fault as it is that person for being an asshole like exactly you know like you got to be aware of that and then get out of it because it's just not healthy and yeah, it's yeah. blinding you know like yeah mm-hmm. I, I i moved out at an early age so um and all my relationships after that i was trying to replace like the connection that i had once with my mom not, yeah, not in yeah. a gross way obviously but just like you know like a, a, <laughs> <laughs> a mental you know like of you know like yeah. longing for that like comfort sure. you know and, never, and that's
2: what's great you know when you have uh, someone who supports you as a kid you know you know that you know what it's supposed to be like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're trying to replicate that experience.
0: Yeah, well I was trying to and that led me to depression because no way was getting it understanding it, you know, and I'd be like, Damn, like how come you don't understand this? Like uh, you know, like having these like si- shitty situations or relationships where that would never pan out or they would, but it would be a very horrible experience.
1: Completely <laughs> because yeah. it
0: was like, you know, you know how it is when you are in your most um uh, how do you say emotional element like when you're pure emotion and you're exchanging that with somebody like it could be like the most amazing experience and the shittiest experience if it does <laughs> yeah okay. and when you are um that's what makes good art i think is when like when i flow i just call it flow because it's that's mm-hmm. what i'm like just,
2: i think that's a perfect description
0: it's just you're going you know like you know it is the ocean you know like bruce Lee says, it's, like, like, it's like water like, you know like
2: yeah it's like yoga too you know
0: oh yeah you, you're big on yoga too huh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah i mean that's how they call it they create the flow you know yeah so, so breathing
0: and, and 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 expressing your like body i guess you're yeah i haven't tried it yet but um i've heard it for so many people how um impacting it has um, for their I mean, and, and
2: that's it's me because I haven't mentioned it, but that's that's another gift that my wife gave me, and which is, I mean, Stretching because of ass. depression, you know, I went down the, downhill physically as much as mentally, and and she put me back on track with yoga. And at first, honestly, you had told me a few years ago that I was going to do yoga. I would have looked at you and either slapped you in the face <laughs> or, or, or removed myself from the conversation. You know? <laughs> Just because I had just an impression about yoga itself, that totally opposite to the sports I used to do, you know, whether it's skydiving or whatever. So it's so funny, it's, right? Uh, and isn't and, that
0: just showed like why it's so important or so cool? Because like you have the opposite experience. So when you therefore you when you try something that you have this uh, imprinted experience in your head, and when exactly. it's absolutely opposite, it makes it this like long lasting like relationship, you know.
2: Exactly, and it's so similar to being inspired uh, by art. Yes. It's so so yes. similar. I hate and talking, that, and then
0: you're like, "Oh, I love it." <laughs> you
2: know it, it, exactly. You're talking about the flow. That's exactly the feeling that you get when you do yoga, and, and everything flows right, and yeah. and your movement is synchronized with your breathing, and so, it's exactly how it feels when you're in art. You know th- that experience when you're painting. Yeah, and you know you you get on your desk, and you're really inspired, and it's eight p.m. And you look again at your clock and now it's 3 AM Yeah, and you're like, what the heck just happened, you know, <laughs> there was like a, some kind of break of, I don't know how many hours and you don't even see it or we're feel so, it. You know?
0: We're so blessed to be able to have that connection and to really tap into that honest, pure flow, you know, like it's, it's so rare. Like so many people will go through their entire life. I imagine not having even an inkling of what that experience is, you know, like,
2: yes, but I, I, th- I get it
0: in all kinds of different places. Like I actually yep. started cycling late, late recently yep. and I fucking yep. love yep. it. So I just jam and I've been doing like 50, 50 mile runs or something. It's just like capturing that flow and just riding and breathing and like the, the cadence of the pedal and like just getting everything going. And then same with jujitsu as well. Like,
2: yeah, that's no, like so- is the same. And, and, uh, actually I have a buddy here say hi to many right now. I have a buddy that's really into Jiu-Jitsu, you know, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. And, awesome. And yeah, he, Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And he mentions that very often too. You know, it's oh, the yeah. flow. It's yeah.
0: total flow. Yeah. And yeah. and I think if you can do it with every aspect of your life, you're really a winner. I think it's like that funny thing. I always think of it when I, when this kind of conversation comes up, I always think of Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about like, in that movie, Pumped Up, it's one of my favorite movies of his. Um, he's talking about like, um, the feeling of working out, the pump, blood, mm-hmm, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, he says, like it's like coming, you know, it's like an orgasm. And he's yeah. like, he he says, so he's like, he's he says, like coming everywhere, you know, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's talking shit. He's making he's making uh, it up obviously, but but yeah. the idea that he's having this like orgasmic experience with everything that he does. Mm-hmm. He's a very enlightened being, you know, like it's mm-hmm. a very interesting experience, you know. But there's two sides it, it to is, everything, you know, so yeah, yeah, it, it is
2: completely a meditative state, you know, yeah, yeah, when and, you are able to completely unplug from everything, it's and, a master, and it's just being actually the yoga they call that being in a present time, you present know, you're time, just yes, yeah. you're just living in a present time, not in yeah. the
0: past, not in the future, just right in the, in the now, yeah, exactly. That's very much a um, uh, there's. I think that there's, there's that Chinese proverb. I brought it up a couple of times about that. Like if you live in the past, you're depressed. You live in the future, you're just, you're just, you're um, stressed. But if you live mm-hmm. in the present, you're at peace.
2: Yeah. And
0: like literally let try and figure out that's like perfect. what that means. It's really, but that's the flow, right? Like when you're, the good thing about guys like us or people that are form, whether it be cooking or building cars or whatever, when you're in that flow, um, yeah. you cooking are in the, the present. Yeah. You're in the present. You're exactly in the moment that you should be. And always, if, if you're able to really capture that and use that and utilize that, um, your your work, A, a your work's going to be better because it's just you, it's your pure potential, and um, you're going to just have a better, like, experience, you know. And life is all about experiences and how you set them up. So if you set yourself up for failure, then you better be, better be ready for that deep, depressing failure feeling. Exactly. Uh, okay.
2: And <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a perfect explanation. That if you are ambitious and you're working hard in order to reach a goal you will face a slap in the face yeah you will.
1: yeah
0: but if you if you if you really plan it out like i'm big on planning you know like for me i, I like to think about it because i i don't mind failure i'll handle it but i when I, the older i get the more the less i feel i should fail on like things that i've already <laughs> failed on you know yeah not to say that i don't think failure is necessary i absolutely think it's important and very valid. no and the older
2: you get and um, the more it hurts too <laughs> yes yes
0: so important yeah. to um be aware of it and so like if you can't continually stumble and fall down uh the same flight of stairs you need to take a break and realize like okay wait how do i not do this like how do i plan this out so that i don't have the same experience you know so I think that's that's a really key aspect to what I, what I'm getting at here is like a master level, a mastermind, like a person that's mm-hmm. able to be at that higher level. That's what bring that's what makes I think that's what separates the the, the boys from the men, so to speak, you know, or the women mm, from true. the girls you really? know. it's the mm-hmm. mindset, you know. Um, great art comes from guys and people and creatives and men and women that have that mindset. Mhm. That are just kind of winners, you know. That's what made, you know, that's what I thought was so interesting about Arnold Schwarzenegger's stuff is that, you know, like he, the guy is a, just a winner in general for the most part, you know. Like he came all the way across the world from like, you know, the the humble hills of like Austria to being like one of the most well-paid actors in a, in America in Hollywood, you know. Jeez, mm-hmm. like. Geez, like the, <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, you know, we're talking about, like, I think uh, trusting is a good example, actually, of, like, piercing so fast and so high through ambition and hitting as well a massive wall, you know? The yeah. guy just lost everything a yep. few years ago yep. just because he didn't solve issues that he had to deal with. They're exactly. probably psychological issues.
0: Oh, big time. He's uh, he, he was just on go mode, you know? Like, yeah. he didn't stop going and he didn't even he wouldn't even see his dad at his funeral any mm-hmm. for an event and go. stuff you know so you um go. and um not to I mean I'm not here to judge it's just like yeah he's lost everything he's lost his partner which is everything yeah. to him you know like and it's unfortunate you know like so like it is funny right like not funny it's messed up to even say that but it's like you know he set himself up worked so hard and did all these things and then he loses it all and yeah. that's just what it is about life. And it's, it's important to keep your balance, you know? Keep no. And I
2: think that's a super, I mean, I think that's actually the best lesson is the fact that you can reach for what you think is going to make you happy. You know, whether it's like tons of cash or whether it's to be king of the world or, or, or be governor of California or whatever. Candy Cornia. California. California. I'm gummy but... bear
0: of candy <laughs> cornia. Gummy bear. But...
2: But in the end, it's not what's going to necessarily make you happy, you know? Oh, yeah, so,
0: absolutely. Well, you can only take certain things with you when you die, you know? Like, exactly. If, and nobody knows what that is, so. <laughs> what if you could just take all, like, the bullshit with you when you die? You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I don't want this shit. That was with... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, totally. That'd be the worst. But mm. nobody knows, and that's what the interesting mystery of life is, you know? Like, isn't it... I was listening to something recently about, like um scientists finding out another dimension within ourselves and saying that like our mind is only able to see a certain dimension we haven't learned to see the other dimension Uh and like how much of a mind fuck that is Uh to me that stuff fascinates me because often think you know because especially with for what we do it's like you constantly are pushing boundaries within your own imagination and things Uh and dreaming of things and Coming up with solutions to like dynamic problems and stuff and and stuff like that to me is always like astonishing because to think that we're only seen in one dimension it's only it's almost as if like it's like NASCAR you're only turning left. Yeah, I mean, in so <laughs> many in
2: so many ways, we're just such freaking primitive creatures, you know. Yeah, yeah. Insignificant, prim- yeah, primitive I, creatures. I know, and we walk around like we know everything, and, <laughs> and then we, you know, at night uh, if if it's dark and we hear. A freaking, I don't know, cougar was like freaking out, you know. But it's funny I mentioned that because you no, know, for our honeymoon with my wife, we went to uh, Joshua Tree. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, when I was young, I used to camp all the time, and I, I could sleep anywhere. I didn't care at all, you know. And now that I'm older and I have lived <laughs> in cities my whole life, I don't go camping anymore. I'm like a freaking city wuss, you know. I, we were sleeping and. Uh, uh, there were freaking coyotes, you no know, barking like crazy yeah. around the house. Yeah, I couldn't freaking <laughs> sleep.
0: You're just not <laughs> used like, to it. Though.
2: There's no way I'm sleeping here. <laughs> yeah, you're just
0: not used to it. <laughs> but, yeah,
2: but it just shows you how you know during the day I'm like I'm doing my job. I'm like yeah yeah I know what I'm doing, and you just for one night you put me in freaking desert and I'm flipping out. You know that's good. And that and you I get eaten this. by mosquitoes. And, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I
0: think people that. Um, you and I admire, like, deep down, like Carl Sagan, or yeah. I don't know if you're oh, a fan yeah. of like yeah. Arthur C. Clarke and guys course, like that yeah, are just of ex- explorers of their own self, yeah. and yeah. and for the their own curiosity for mankind. You know, mm-hmm. like it's yep. so cool to see the what those guys um, put themselves through. You know, like it's not, that, it's not like they're self-sacrificing or something, but the things that they do and the efforts that they put in to either help humanity or, or to experience something with.
2: I mean it's carl sagan i think is the best example you know um, yeah,
0: such an ideal citizen
2: yeah i mean he's to me he symbolizes almost like the perfect human you know where his views on our universe now, uh, and his philosophic views on who we are what we are they were so much deeper than any Political ideology or anything, and so pure. Yeah. And we're just too retarded to <laughs> to, to follow this. You know? hey, me, it's dude. too high of a level <laughs> for now. You know. Yeah. We're obviously, yeah. as humanity, we're just not there yet. You know.
0: Yeah, it was like a perfect package that that guy. He was social, and he was a so he was able to convey complex ideas to the simple man. There's mm-hmm. that book. I, I bring it up quite a bit. I I slowly go through the, some of these books. Because I, they're so powerful to me. And I take in, like, I can read, like, a page, like, five times over. <laughs> I don't know.
2: true. Yeah, no, it's totally. Like, a Stephen yeah. King novel,
0: I could scream right through it. Because it's, like, a thrill ride, you know? But, yeah. like, a Deepak Chopra book or something. Like, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. I think my wife read it in a night. And I still haven't finished it. And it's been, like, five years. Six <laughs> years. and I, Because I go back to it. And I just go from the beginning again. And I continually yeah. go through it. And I don't think that there's it's supposed to be ended, you know? Like, I don't think that there's an ending for me on the, the, that kind of power, you know? Like, yep. because if you really sit down and, and, and analyze what this guy is trying to convey to you, is he's talking about yourself and mm-hmm. how to like project yourself onto the universe, mm-hmm. like in, <laughs> in that interaction. But the the rate of your success as a human being and your in your own happiness is just so um, amazing if you can tap into that part within yourself. Yeah. You know this self-acknowledgement or the the self-understanding of who you are and, and
2: exactly. And I don't think you can do it until you know exactly who you are. You know. Yes. You and most of the, the time, exa- Yeah, exactly. And most of the time, it's not necessarily pretty. You know. <laughs> what you have to see. Yeah. You might. So
0: yeah, you might have some shitty stuff in there, but that's okay. It's a good, it's good to embrace all those things. You know, exactly. And be exactly. what it is. Yeah, I think that's some of the, the really important people that I've read about or just studied or people that I admire. I just think that they face themselves head on and they experience it. And um, and like I said, I think art's one of those true um, forms of expression that you just can't fake. Yep. Um, I think people um, obviously eat, garbage still like you know you can tv it's like and some of that's just guilty pleasure like silly stuff you know for people just to unwind to not feel so guilty about themselves you know Mm -hmm. just to see other people's problems you know but um but true art real expressions and, and real true honest like um experiences that people are trying to convey um yeah, it's, it's a whole different level of being, I think, which is cool, man. It's interesting.
2: And I think at some point, you know, when you've done concept art for a long time or you've done any other form of art for a long time, uh, you know, you can't keep going just using the same tools. You have to refresh yourself, renew yourself. And, yeah. and it's only possible if you really look inside yourself. You
0: know? Yeah, which you've been doing a lot of 3D huh? lately. Or yeah, been yeah.
2: Well, it's very interesting because I started 3D really uh, through video games. Yeah. Uh, because at the time, concept art wasn't really making money. So I had to do uh, uh, 3D as much as concept art. And, and, and I had a claim as well as lead artist for a while on some projects. And and I did 3D because concept art, you couldn't make money with concept art. Okay. Yeah. And, when was
0: this? Uh, this is the early 90s?
2: yeah probably yeah this is definitely. nba
0: jam's time dude
2: uh, oh nba jam actually i didn't do much work on it come I did on most of the work did you do I the did... flaming ball no oh. no 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 <laughs> most of the work i did i helped those guys a little bit towards the end when they when they had to do the uh, a lot of the user interface stuff actually hmm. uh which is not usually what i do but uh i mean those guys i mean those guys on nba jam they were an amazing team by the way yeah, well it's uh, a memorable uh, game uh, i just dude. helped them a little bit at the end. I love, I, I love that game. I'm not really a big sports, like in, when it comes to... You don't have uh, to be with that. Enjoy uh, that game. Exactly. It's yeah. a really fun game. It's so. a smart
0: game. Yeah. That way you set it up. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying you, uh, you, the, you, you, the concept where it wasn't making money, so you had to do other yeah, things. Yeah. So I had to do a lot of uh, 3D, you know.
2: Exactly. There was that too. You Males, know. stripping. Uh, yeah. But that, I can't I can't stop though. Yeah. And then you were doing that bunk bed room. thing. Yeah, the bunk bed, I mean, just memories <laughs> between us, you know, I usually don't share that, but
0: <laughs> yeah, the
2: mail stripping, I don't mind sharing. all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was like only like 15 years until yeah, like concept yeah. art started yeah. making money. Exactly, then,
2: then I switched, but it was kind of hard because I didn't want to switch at the time.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it was comfortable, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and people loved me for my body. You know?
0: <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that so I'm no, not judging. No. I think it's now that I'm older
2: it's a little more difficult though it is yeah, yeah
0: because all the flab and shit I
2: know but I still have my silver thong I haven't washed it in 15 years 15 years pe- people love it you know
0: <laughs> stale it's just a, it's but, solid but, like a rock yeah. you're all putting. you're all babe I need to hang this picture using your silver thong to put the nail in <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but
2: to go back to 3d no uh, no 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 no.
0: So how about the silver thong no actually no but, back to 3d okay
2: but, but back to 3d is <laughs> uh, it's funny because at the time I, I realized that 3d just wasn't fast enough yeah you know and i realized that in some ways i was losing my time doing 3d yeah and and i thought that would be a better investment if i kept developing my design skills as opposed to my 3d skills and strange because in in few years now it's been just few years now three four years, uh, I mean three D has made a huge, huge leap. Yeah, huge leap in terms of uh, how easy easier is it to use and things like that, and it has become now a full on tool for concept art. Yeah, more so than two D actually right now. I mean, I think the 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 first project into which I did as much three D as I did two D was Prometheus where. I truly had to switch uh, gears, you know, and I had to relearn things that I had learned when I was doing 3D, and I hadn't done 3D in quite a few years, and and I had to use tools I even learned at design school at the time, and so anyway, so it was really yeah, like a... be exhausting,
0: dude. Constantly, be like Ugh, now I gotta learn this shit. And do all this <laughs> <What's>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, rock? when you have, depending on who, I mean, depending who on depends. the pressure you have in the project, and, yeah, on who and who's is your boss. To yeah you don't really have a choice you know yeah you just, true you just also, run, run through you know, the freaking walls you know yeah,
0: yeah you got a really good team of guys that you're like trying to mash along with it's it's kind of yeah. cool though you know you're just trying to compete you know like not in a bad way but in a good way so i could see yeah. it being like
2: yeah once again like you have engines like ben proctor or steve messing you know it's just try to chug along you know yeah, <laughs> and try to
0: dig heads
2: yeah put your strap on once again after the phone you
0: know i've been trying to get ben on the podcast but now he's doing um avatar and all that shit so i he's... think
2: ben is gonna be busy for the next 20 years
0: yeah he's... please i'm not doing no podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know how he has time to even live so it's... yeah he still
0: sends me text messages so it's good
2: <laughs> well i mean it's very important to share <laughs>
0: Uh, dick pics, important dude. things. <laughs> dick pics, <laughs> important things like that. Are you um, speaking of collaborations? Are you going to the Ender's Game premiere?
2: Uh, I, I don't know if it's the premiere or if it's the team's. Uh, is it the premiere or I don't
0: know? I'm not sure what it is. I think it's the premiere.
2: Uh, uh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I think I'm invited to something. I don't know what it is, but I know I'm going to cool. sit down and watch Ender. So I'm yeah. really excited so you're going to be there yeah or... yeah
0: i'll bring my wife so we can all hang out and stuff. that'll be a fun Excellent. experience yeah. and this is cool for people that are listening like um when you work on a project like this and if the production studio is somewhat kind <laughs> and and, and uh, if they care a little bit about they you they care it's... about you a little bit yeah they'll they'll invite you to like a premiere or something that you get to see the movie before it's been released in the theaters and it's cool you get to see all your friends or just people that you worked on the project with and it's his work to come together and you know jerk each other off like that was cool man or all right that sucked bro <laughs> exactly <laughs> but no it, it'll it should be fun it'll be my first um, legitimate one so that should be fun A cool experience you know and i That's think it's it's all about those experiences you know and taking with you what those are and stuff so
2: i'm really excited to see you cool. yeah i wear my i wear my thumb
0: dude i'm gonna get one and i'm not gonna <laughs> wash it I'll wear it every day and <laughs> I'll wear it under my suit <laughs> okay.
1: is, there, um,
0: is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that you conveyed or reached out to um, for fans of your work or um, students uh, or people that are aspiring to do what you do or work on these projects is there something that you know
2: well, like- the one thing I would say is that you know a lot of the way people talk about uh, careers nowadays and, and quote-unquote success, if you can call it success in concept art or whatever. Yeah. But everybody sends an image that to me is very unrealistic where things happen very easily and very fast. <laughs> and I think it sends a message that's very uh, I say, uh, depressing. depressing to to some people. And I want to say that for me, it was not easy. It took yeah. me many years. And I think that for most Artists, it, it's the same. They don't necessarily talk about it, but so I would say, don't despair. You know? Just, just hang in there. Just keep doing what you love. Show what you love. You know, on your website, don't post stuff you don't want to be called for. You know, yeah. post the stuff you love, and and you get, get a call. You know. Yeah. Mm.
0: You, yeah. The world will reach out to you. I, yeah. I, Do I what you love, and that. then the rest will come. Basically. Exactly. My brother said it perfectly to me, to me one one day, and I always remember that advice. It's like just do what you love to the fullest and uh the world will respond to that and he's actually absolutely right you know you could be like really into like raising rabbits as obscure as that sounds and then you could figure out a way to make a living out of it i guarantee it especially in this day and age with this stuff so if you do art there's so many different things you can do you can design you know titles for movies or you know video or movie posters or books or design the book layouts or create a book design firm it is there's so many things to do
2: yeah and who knows you know you may start doing that and then you may completely switch to something else you know absolutely when i was in design school i really wanted to design cars you know and then i realized that that wasn't for me and then you know the path everybody's path is different yeah you know? and that's what's exciting you know?
0: it is absolutely blossom mm-hmm. and see what people take where and how they get to where they're going I think this mm-hmm. is so cool yeah mm-hmm. man well dude this has been a it's been a good talk well you I hope feel so good? You feel good? yeah
2: absolutely. I have no clue I don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you got it off your chest you feel better
2: well uh, yeah definitely it's always good anyway a little social but, uh... diarrhea We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, people like it on that, doesn't matter. You know, oh, uh, I had a blast. I Always have a blast talking with you. So yeah, always. It's a good Sounds excuse fun.
0: to have a little bromance.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: No, dude. Well, congratulations on um, everything. As of recently, it's obvious Thank that you. these things are um, really impacting for you creatively and um, just in general as a person. So that's cool not everybody gets to experience these things so and i know that you cherish it so congratulations on that thank you very much yeah thank it's a big deal much. dude stoked for you yeah. and happy for you and um, thank you yeah and anybody that wants to see his work i'm gonna have a link at the bottom and um...
2: actually yeah probably once uh, anders come out you know probably update my site yeah you uh, should once it's outside on DVD, yeah. slap
0: so. up some of that anders booty
2: exactly stay tuned
0: because you had a you had a render like ender's butt remember that yeah that was great it was like yeah. three months that you had to spend on it yeah
2: three, three months of work remember right.
0: the chrome one they were like should we dip him in chrome yeah. like t1000 you know and
2: i was very really disappointed because i was really trying to sell my famous silver thong into uh, into ender <laughs> I mean on ender's butt but we well, would...
0: got to try it on everything didn't you exactly. try that on tron too but they were just no, no, no. they
2: would Just, just put on Listen. You're them. like, no, you would yeah. look good with hey, the
0: thong on the Ducati, dude. Be so exactly.
2: Sick. I, I try. I try it on every movie I work on. Every game I work on.
0: Oh you know? <laughs> like, yeah, Darth Vader should wear silver underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: telling you, one day. One, one day. day just day make your the... own
0: game, dude. Or put it in it's... plug. Pl- the last, the last scene will have a robot dead with the thong on. Exactly. <laughs> <With> blood everywhere. <laughs> it's like a drunk. <laughs> Thong thonged out robot. See, there you go. i you can thank me later.
2: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll thank you now, bitch.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well dude. Um yeah, thanks again for having a chat. Sorry, I think you could be head to your Yeah, it's
2: totally fine. I love it. Le oh. Maire, or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should uh, tell people the French I taught you. Yeah. Uh, it's a. Uh, poutine. <laughs> so so poutine. <laughs> exactly.
0: Le Maire. I'm shit. <laughs> no, it's very important to learn like, the
2: proper French. It's yeah. Very important to, so yeah. you can communicate. See what's up.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, have, you. have a good rest. I'm with Ezra. Thank you. Thanks again, man. Best of luck and everything. Looking forward to seeing you over the next Sounds
2: good. good. See you soon. Alright.
0: Ciao, brother.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.